everyone. We are now at 18. This is episode 18 of FIA Goes PC. We've just finished our first ever inaugural YouTube intro. We've come down since then. We've all had our Xanax and our chill out and our downers and our uppers. <laughs> Stop laughing. I am here as always with our producer Winifred Mark. Say hello. Hello. And... The Unicorn Slayer Pete, say hello. Hello. And also the Urban Oracle, Shaq, say hello. Am I down or right now? I don't know. <laughs> never couldn't tell. You never couldn't what's tell. Gravity, <laughs> what's Gravity doing for you? That's a different story. Okay. And I am your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale. And we're all here. We've survived the YouTube. We've survived being tubed. <clears throat> it's very cylan- uh, cylindrical. 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 Cylind- cylindro. Cylindro. Coriander. <laughs> Salami. Uh, Sasquatch. So, we have all established that uh, we can speak words. I can speak them incorrectly. That's a very good skill. It's very helpful. It makes you uh, stand out in the crowd. But we are going to continue our conversation about world domination that was exclusively started on YouTube. <laughs> on FIA. Our new show, FIA Gets Tubed. Isn't that cool? You see a current theme here. It's very good. So, here we are. And uh, a lot's happened since we're on YouTube, hasn't it? Like we moved our chair a bit and yeah. <laughs> had a bite of a sandwich. Yeah. It's very good. It was nice, man. So we were talking about world domination. We've de- dealt with the, the heavy stuff on YouTube. Go there now if you want to see the intro. As uh, Pete quite rightly says, go on YouTube. You say it. You, you sell them the YouTube go on, Pete, channel. Yeah. Go on, Pete. It's all on you. Right. Um, well, we were saying that you might have come here first. So stop now. Go to YouTube. Go to FRA. Get chewed. Watch the intro, then come back and listen to this. Yeah, very good. Mm. Or, if you want a kind of back to the future edge to it, <laughs> listen to listen this first, to this and, then go. and then go back. <laughs> and then come back to this again. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like you went back in time, <laughs> but, but didn't. But, yeah. And if you fall asleep halfway through, keep doing it, and you'll be in perpetual loops, which is very good. Well, I know so. there's definitely one person out there that goes to sleep with this in their head. Shout out to Will. Yes, hi Will. Hi <laughs> there, Will. Wake up. Wake up. Or we're going to start doing that thing that you can do when you're hitting that sort of, you know, your rapid eye movement's kicking off uh, and you get into your beats and then you say, when you wake up, you will be a chicken. And every time you hear this podcast, you will cluck in frantic motions, waving your arms like a lunatic. <laughs> of course, that doesn't work usually. I think that's just a suggestion. But if it does, let us know, Pete. So here we are. We're talking about world domination. That's, of course, our plan. To dominate the world, isn't it, everyone? Let's yeah. be honest. We've got to be honest. Yeah, step by step. I mean, I showed you my graph. I showed you my yeah, graph. Yeah, you, you've got a damn good graph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely graph. It's a very good graph. <laughs> I'm um, first Steffi graph, but... Well, it's a tennis shot, huh? <laughs> It's an amazing and great Steffi graph. So, uh, yeah, good graphs. Um, I think you've got a pie chart, don't you? Uh, that, well, I did, but I got it wrong yeah, I know. Well, pie charts are good, especially the one that's endorsed by Kinsters. Yeah. That, that was a good pie chart. Shut up. Stop laughing. Seriously. No, I'm joking. Shaq's laughing. I've done my, my trick. So world domination. So we, we've discussed the main stuff, as you see on YouTube, the things that people are freaking out about now. But it's time to be positive. As we said, we kind of will cut short. We have a 23-minute limit. And we went over that. But it's inaugural. Who cares? You'll always be slightly over it. But what we want to talk about is the positives of world domination. That's what we were getting round to. So we'd just been discussing Burger King. Do you remember? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So when we were doing the uh, episode one of Project FIA, another thing we can plug, which is on Amazon (laughs) Prime right now, um, go check it out. Episode one is up already. Well, 
episode two is pretty much out soon. So, yeah. ooh, exciting. <laughs> when, when this podcast goes out, it will be tomorrow that episode two is aired. And Thank if you. If it sounds last week, it went about midnight, didn't it? Yes, it did, yeah. yeah. It so. was midnight at the Oasis. And basically, <laughs> so what it is, is we've got Burger King established. Cool, we were talking about that. So on the walk, you did a lot of things. We cut a few things out. We cut Louis Vuitton out because who cares? Um, <laughs> but one thing I want to focus on that you walk past is Muji, which is a Japanese company mm. clothing line. They do household appliances. Very big and chic in LA. Actually, it's a big store. There's a huge one in Santa Monica, eh? Mm. Um, but Muji is popping up all over the place. The other mm. one is Uniqlo, which is connected. That doesn't exist anywhere in the UK except for London, I believe. Mm. Someone can correct me. It could be in Manchester now. I don't know. Manchester seems to be getting all the cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure why Birmingham skipped over. Oh, well. It's because so. people think Birmingham's close enough to London, but mm. Manchester's like north. They're trying to be nice to the north, whereas well, the, the so London's all as north. I think you're giving far too much credit to the invisible whoever the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's more like the fact that it's just not an option. Like, there's been no franchise leader to say, let's bring this here. I think Birmingham would benefit from a really good flagship Uniqlo. Mm. I mean, we've got like... The US stuff with the um, urban outfitters. Yeah. We've got them, yeah. which is like a huge, Cal- I think it's Californian. Someone could correct me again. Should be. I'm pretty sure it's a Californian brand. And, and that's kind of weird to see it, mm-hmm. you know, but why we're not getting. Anyway, enough. So, Muji, just a shout out to Muji because a lot of people possibly don't know this that it's uh, Japanese, but it is. It's really cool, actually, mm. to see that in our, in our city, our yeah. great city of Brum. <laughs> brum, brum. Sounds like a. It's very sort of minimalistic design. I would say it's it's like the Japanese Gap. No, well, I think Uniqlo's more Gap-like. I think that Muji is more like Gap with the with the colors saturated up. (laughs) But it does a lot of. Yeah, it's it's to me. It's more like a sensible urban outfit, is because they do have the whole kitchen range and yeah, well, you know all of that Uniqlo stuff. Uniqlo is only clothes, whereas Muji also has like stationery yeah. and you know storage boxes. And yeah, can you wear them? The stationery. Yeah, yeah, and the storage boxes. You could if you want. You can wear you can wear the stationery as long as you remain still. <laughs> Good. Uh, um, you can only wear it in a stationery position. So. Okay, so I just wanted to shout out for that because I, I don't want to highlight Louis Vuitton. I don't want to highlight Gucci and all this stuff because, frankly, stupid. Don't agree with it. Mm. Should all be shot dead in, in the face. Well, wow. I need to take your Christmas present back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got me a Louis Vuitton Gucci handbag. Thanks, dude. Correct. I appreciate that. With but, a little dog in it. With a little dog in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> like, uh, I get my own novel. I'm like Paris Hilton. Yeah. I'm just like Paris Hilton. You're Birmingham's Paris Hilton. I could be. Yeah. I could be. Um... Great. Well, I'm just going to have to lose a lot of intelligence. So, uh, are we are we allowed? To we're allowed to say whatever we want. That's what the point is on the podcast. No, shout out quickly to Paris Hilton. I have a Paris Hilton story. Um, I saw her at a Hollywood party once. She asked me where the bathroom was. Oh yeah. Uh, she thought I was a security guard. Ah. Oh. So, because basically in Hollywood, everyone's kind of midget size. Mm. This is truth. And Paris Hilton's quite tall, right? So when you're the same height as her, she thinks you're officially something there to do a job. <laughs> mm. Because anyone who works in the industry is tiny. Damn. Not all. 
like Shaquille O'Neal, big guy. No, he's yeah. a big guy. Um, <laughs> you know, not everyone is, you know, minute, but a lot of the people there that night are yeah. tiny. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Jared Letter, for example, who I could fit in my pocket if I really wanted. <laughs> and Tom um, Cruise on you a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, Tom Cruise, yeah. He's uh, he's quite a whippy, whippy snapper. He's doing well for himself, isn't he? He's cruising along. Um, at a, yeah, yeah. He's going to be in Top Gun 2 soon. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Attack of the Drones, it's cool. Attack of you're joking. I don't it's know. Could be. Could be. But I consulted you. Well, I'm liking it right now because everyone's, uh, you know, there's been all of these strikes in Hollywood. You've got like the uh, writer's strike, you got, you know, the director's strike, the producer's strike. Now you're getting just any old thing that's arrived. Like, they're just clashing a lot. It's all counter strike now. Yeah. So that's going to launch a new Channel 4 series, Star Wars. It's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, the Empire Strikes oh, Back. But only the magazine, said? because they're being yeah. sued by celebrities. <laughs> so, anyway, moving along, because this is getting us nowhere, Jack. What are you talking about? Crazy guy. I know, I did, yeah, I did, yeah. So, we're going to talk about world domination and all of our aspirations and how we're going to achieve it. Obviously, Shaq's got his graph, Pete's got his pie chart. What do you have, Win? Uh, plan of action? You have, a plan, you have a plan of action. Yeah, like a flowchart. What, what is, you have a flowchart. Flow and what is the flowchart telling you? She's going to strain it one day and find out. Yes. She'll, well, she just goes with the flowchart. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what are you all looking at me? Everyone's looking at me and you. What is you, this what is terrifying. You me? Mm. Well, of course, I've got voices in my head that tell me how to do a lot of things. A no, lot of things. Right. A lot of things. <laughs> no, I've got a cunning plan. Of course. Mm. I've always mm. got a cutting plan. Um, when well, is this plan coming to action? Or is it already happening? Well, uh, you see, the thing is, man, everyone makes a mistake about yeah. world domination. They, they focus on Earth. And there's too much competition on Earth. Okay. I'm focusing on Mars. Because we haven't got there yet. Are you Elon Musk in disguise? Who, who was in that what way? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Tesla guy who wants oh, to go to Mars. Tesla guy. Um, no, I'm not him in disguise. Um, I, 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 well, no. I don't even... How did... That sounds like a fragrance. <laughs> His name is a fragrance, doesn't it? Isn't it? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Coming soon. How have you not heard of this guy? I have heard of him. I'm winding Good. you up like a clockwork toy. Just um, how I like it. Yes. But the idea of world domination, if you start with something like Mars, um, you, you, you put your dibs on it early. I've mm. just done it live in front of millions of people. I'm going to dominate Mars. That's a world. I'm going to dominate it. So... I've done the clever thing. And now, you know what I'm going to do? To dominate it absolutely perfectly, I'm going to give you timeshares, which is great. Timeshares on Mars, which, no, honestly, it's it's the future. Yeah, it'd bring a whole new meaning to the David Bowie song, wouldn't it? Yeah. Are the timeshares on Mars? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, it's going, good, that's good a good inspiration. Yeah. There's so no I think, way there's actually a song called is it Timeshares on Mars. That's, that's what I'm calling you there. There's no way. There could be. <laughs> Could well be by the time I'm done. Yeah. But um, I think those uh, a couple of years back, as the moon had this, I think it was sort of like early 2000s when everyone was going mental for the millennium stuff. Mm. You had timeshares appearing on the moon, right? <laughs> Lunar timeshares, because, of course, we want to colonize the moon. It's kind of sad, isn't it? We can't imagine... Why, why are we doing missions to our own solar system when there's so many things around us that we could just easily do that? Yeah, yeah, we'll just pop out of the Milky Way, you know. I've heard it's quite easy, to be honest. It is, are, yeah. yeah. Um, especially when the red car and the blue car have a race, yeah. yeah, yeah. Milky Way is obtainable. It's just a chocolate bar, really, that you can get from most convenience stores in the UK. And 
America. America's got Milky Way. I couldn't believe it. We are the only galaxy that sells Milky Ways. We are the only galaxy. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. you don't know that. But if you, you set, no, no, no. If you set this up, <laughs> if you set this up, Eminem might do a song about it. And right there, you've got your uh, Mars Company trilogy. Okay, so you got Mars, Eminem's, and Milky Way, and Galaxy, and Galaxy. galaxy. So, yeah. you, so I see. So, so, see what's happening. I see the trend here. Yeah. So they're all well done. I remember. <laughs> they were brilliant. They were. Do you? They're, 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 well, asteroids are great until they crash. Yeah. yeah, it's an idea that crashes mm. and burns. Mm. How to take out dinosaurs pretty easily, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that, that was a meteorite. That was a meteorite? Yeah, that was, yeah. Okay. Uh, a meteorite's basically like a Malteser, but very, very big. What? Yeah, very hot. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like a Malteser that's, that, that you hold in your hand for a long time. But Maltesers are made of chocolate. Oh, they just melt. So oh, meteorites, yeah. Yeah, yeah me, me, well, Where's we get chocolate from? Whoa! Hold on a second. Things are going a little bit too fast here. I never got taught this once. So we get chocolate from meteorites. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. That's why Capris is constantly being hit by yeah. Uh, yeah, things. It happens when you're asleep. Anyway, oh, move along. We've got to move on. So, uh, yeah, th- they first called the meteorites Hershey's in America. They saw a uh, Hershey meteorite on, uh, on the uh, bubble scope. What's it called? The big telescope? The bubble scope. There you go, the bubble, the bubble, the bubble scope. Yeah, there you go. When wants to say something because she's being pedantic. No, she just wants us all to shut up. So, uh, yeah. getting back to world domination. So, the concept would be um, when people are focused so much on their... <clears throat> the rationality of, say, a supreme leader trying to take over the world, it's never happened in human history. I don't think it will happen. The closest was Rome, I believe. Um, the British Empire got fairly close. Everything became a bit waffly with us. But the Romans really did it. But, you know, I, I don't see that being in any interest. I feel like we're being blindsided by these terrifying news articles about nuclear war, World War Three. It's It's been a, a thing used before, but... What's really dominating our world is corporations. Big corporations popping up, controlling stuff all over the place. And I kind of wanted to loosely point that out in the show with Shaq's walk going through the walk of irony Mm -hmm. of how many things we... as And this is the irony, really. We as people look at Macs as like Apple Mac stuff, like the iPhone, the iPads, all of this, the laptops. We're looking at that going, we need that. It's an essential thing to everyday life. Mm -hmm. Not like... We're not looking for alternatives. It's all taken for granted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got your brand affiliate. You can mm. go Sony, PlayStation, or Xbox, mm. you know, Microsoft. Mm. Exactly, exactly. But it's almost like it's funny how we're always in social media going, oh my God, they're trying to rule the world. Oh, all of this stuff. And yet, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> we're, yeah, meanwhile, we're helping everyone achieve it. You know, it's, it's absolutely true. nuts. It's true, yeah. I mean, corporations all the time now, they're saying, oh, we don't want to be like all the rest of the corporations. We care about you. We care about yeah. the customer. You know, we want to make things better for you. Meanwhile, they're literally taking money yeah. from us and then giving us very little well, results. I think like, it's a good case and point shot because when you're talking technology, technology, and we brought chocolate up and the confectionery and technology are the same thing. And I'll tell you why, because everyone's going to think, what the hell is he saying? Well, here's the deal. So do you remember when Cornettos, which is a Wall's ice cream in the UK, Cornettos, like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think they have them in the States, but basically all throughout Europe, we have them here. They've gradually got smaller, but the prices stayed the same. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because what you're doing and their official uh, sort of reason for doing this is, 
we're worried about health, you know, two inches of extra ice cream is going to cost you, you know. Well, make your product healthier, guys listening. But I think it's a really cool, because they're selling you something that's a bit of a con. So they're shrinking it and they're, they're selling it for the same price. In technology, that's the equivalent of Mac giving you a piece of equipment that can only last a year. Exactly. Only you're paying top dollar for it, and it's absolutely ludicrous. And I find it's interesting because what happened almost sort of mid-2000 to now was these grassroots things happening, where innovation was happening, real innovation. And you'd have these big corporate schemes going, oh, my God. You know, and these these uh, indie programs or whatever be lapped up by the corporation yeah. – integrated into the corporation or the or the uh, grassroots program say no 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 we're quite happy where we are pal you know mm-hmm. and stay on their 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 journey so the corporations had to do i think the program to sort of sell this grassroots you know same old product that you've always had but we're going to now make it organic so you're going to have soon the organic mac line mm-hmm. you know yeah. where we made this with real metal <laughs> um, it was grass-fed metal from yeah. the grass-fed plains of free range as well yeah. of Mars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's yeah. probably going to be something like um, oh, these. All of these materials are made from environmentally friendly, friendly materials, yeah. and it's all completely recyclable and that sort of thing. That's most likely going to be the next thing that drives it. And Which, it drives the price um, and well, honestly, Shaq, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. If they slash the price so that once you've got your one year up on your mat, you can just recycle a damn thing, <laughs> stick it in the ground, and grow a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be good. It a would be good. A mac tree. Well, an apple tree, mate. An apple yeah, tree. Come on. Come on. It's all there for it. It's all there for it. Crazy. Crazy. But I just think, like, you know, it's funny because the ultimate test of any corporation is what they're going to give the customer. It should be a benefit. It should be extra, not yeah. less. Exactly. You know. Mm. And it's funny because we're getting this technology that's almost limited. Mm. When I was a kid, we had freeware software, yeah. right? Mm. And that, that all died like PC Gamer had it, you know. Mm. And you'd always get the disc, the demo disc on the yeah. top. And it was giving you that. Um, and basically, like, I feel our technology that we're paying like 300, 400, 500, 600, nearly, mm. nearly a grand for every time, every yeah. year, you know should be kind of like giving you a freeware pro- like you should have a mac that's endurance mac that lasts forever <laughs> you know the endurance mac it costs you as much as your house but it'll last forever yeah. you know rather than mac light which gives you a year option and then you know it's just sad and i feel like they need to pay attention to this well one that i find interesting you might like this shack yeah so say you've got a game yeah. for your playstation it costs you 50 quid yeah i'm yeah. looking to game it's 50 quid <coughs> I downloaded it on my PlayStation, mm. and it's still fifty quid. Well, not always. It, it's very there's there's circumstantial elements to this. I think you. It's a really good point, and Chuck and I have discussed this. But when you go to the game store, and this is a sad thing about the life we're living in, mm-hmm. the store rent in a yep. mall is so extraordinary that they have to incorporate that into the game prices right Super. it's almost like once upon a time when you walked into a restaurant you were paying service charge and the tax of being in a restaurant you know and so you'd have a takeout price and yeah. you'd have a sitting price it's the same concept with game as a store as a retail store the sad thing is obviously there's higher brass that are going to try and be pushing profit all the time mm. you know 
that's just how retail is. It's very mm. uh, cutthroat industry. But on the PlayStation Network, you will have certain deals coming in mm. on a select amount of games, and it'll be a monthly package. So you can get up to 60% off a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's almost impossible for a game retailer yeah. to say, we've got to compete with that. Yeah, we because, can't yeah, it's, it's, it's really... Because you'll have an in-game discount section. Mm. And it's it's got to be frustrating. I think about this every time I go into the store. I think how frustrating it is when Sony release, you know, the 60% off campaign on loads of stuff. But you walk into a game shop and now everything online is like $7.99 or something for these things. And and they're just in, literally a week before that was announced. Game has probably put things out for seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, the yeah. same thing. And you're just like, damn, you know, like <laughs> exactly. it must be frustrating. Of, the amount of times when we've had uh, games that almost new releases that have come out like maybe six or seven months ago, and we've had them there at like forty five pounds, forty pounds, or something like that. And then somebody with a PlayStation Plus subscription has that game for free forever. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. as long as they've got the PlayStation Plus subscription, yeah. and it's like what we can't sell that anymore we can't sell that to customers to actually make money anymore because they've got it for free now as long as they keep on paying the subscription yeah. what we do offer customers is the chance to trade in their physical games you can't do that with digital yeah. yeah so you can trade it in and you won't get all of your money back but you'll get a good chunk of it and you can use that on something else. well it's so. also important to say like especially because the other thing about uh consoles this day it doesn't matter if it's xbox or playstation or whatever it is mm. is that everything goes off the hard drive mm. so one of the biggest cons is if you download, digital download a game, it can take up so much more room on your hard drive. Getting yeah. a disc game makes sense in mm. certain ways, yeah. but that's blurring now. Mm. So the disc game can take the same. It sort of does a hardcore download, yeah, exactly. but you still need a disc to trigger it all off. Exactly. The console just checks to make sure that the yeah. disc is in yeah, yeah. It just runs it off yeah. the system. It's yeah. like, well, what do we yeah. need the disc for? And it's because that's that's a link to the PC yeah. world, that is. So but you can it to you, mate. <laughs> but you still can't play it. You basically need the disc to operate the game. Whereas yeah. if you download like it, it will be there, ready for on your console, ready to play. But you cannot access it unless you put yeah. the disc. See, in one one thing is this was happening in the world of uh, film too. So you'd get your Blu-ray, or whatever, it'd hard code it, and people were then sort of demanding, especially in America, they were like, you know, we want the hard code, we want the downloadable, and it's so they merged the the box set. Mm-hmm. So you get your DVD, H DVD, and your digital download, right? Yeah. I think games should be thinking towards that, especially yeah. when you're thinking. We and this is the thing, guys. Like we're talking about world domination. If you have just tuned in, uh, <laughs> hi everyone. If you have, um, and in world domination, what a, what a casual thing I just said. We're talking about world domination. <laughs> so we're talking about that. But if you think about it like this, right? We're in a global financial economy crisis. Not a state-by-state, state, not a country-by-country. Country, global. That's never really happened before, except for after World War II, as far as I know, maybe World War One. But this is something that's impacted the world, and yet we're not seeing retailers incorporate that into their pricing. We're not seeing the public spending less. We're seeing more and more and more and more and more and more frantic spending. More and more people go out to eat. More and more people do not cook at home. Everything mm. is pricing up. So it doesn't make sense, does it? So, of course, economists will tell me this. And, of course, anyone who's in the government will tell me this. And who cares? Mm. But my point is, when you have games, like, at 50 to 60 quid in a shop, mm. one of games, and this, I hope they might listen to this, but one of games' incentives could be to pioneer that idea of digital download with a hard disk mm-hmm. copy. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that it will ship into certain chaos because you'll have the game digitized and then you'll trade your disk in. But essentially, that's okay. 
because it's the same as having your codes mm. for the expansion packs. Yeah. And you can only have one digital download and then the hard disk becomes a hard disk. So when the sell on it doesn't change the thing at all. Mm-hmm. It just means that someone's kept it on their disk and then mm-hmm. it, it's optional. Because I think what we're missing is the disk itself is some part of the excitement of having a game. Mm-hmm. It's like your vinyl of old. It's your record yeah. when you're, you know, mm-hmm. you take a set or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a precious possession. So it's almost like leave the game industry in the sense of if you want a disc for your collection, have it. Mm-hmm. But if you want a digital download just so you can keep on playing it, yeah. go for it's it. part yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. And if Game pioneered that, yeah. they could be ahead of the you know, sure. ahead exactly. of the PSN. Anyway, so anyway, that's my point about games. Go ahead. Yeah, um I think what you said about having something physical in your hand, that really reflects in Asia. I mean, here you always say uh, you know, the high street shops, now that you can buy things online, on eBay, they yeah. have all these outlets. Mm-hmm. Why do we need the shops? And, you know, shops are going. Mm-hmm. You see all these empty, you know, units. Yeah. But in Asia, people like to go in mm-hmm. and hold it and see what mm-hmm. they're buying, which exactly. is why we still have, I mean, in Japan uh, still has HMV. Not many people use eBay in Hong Kong, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you, if you're talking world dominating brands, it's funny because HMV mm-hmm. in Japan was bought out. So HMV in Japan is not our HMV in the yeah, UK, which yeah. is our label, which mm-hmm. is also, I think, in New York too. It's and Hong Kong. But it that that's our label, right? But the Japanese one, they bought out the rights to it quite a while back. I think it was in the 90s. And then they kept all of the graphics. Yeah. So it looks the same, but it's totally theirs, <laughs> which is yeah. quite a fascinating thing. Just, just had to say that because yeah. it's an interesting yeah. hyphen. But yeah. But I think it also reflects on the Asian mentality of... Um, materialism in a way because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm paying this much money for something yeah. right then I want to know the value of it the worth of it mm-hmm. um, and that's also one of the issues that I find in the arts mm-hmm. that people aren't willing to pay to go see theater for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. or the people less less people are willing to go pay for an experience Mm. Because it's not, you know, what do I get from it? I can't calculate that. Yeah. I can't hold it in my hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking exclusively to the Asian mind, right? Yes. Because I think you've got to be careful with this. So I'm going to juggle this because you brought up Japan. I think in Japan, reasonably saying, um, the Japanese mind for everything is where we were at in our heyday, basically in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when we collected stuff. Mm. I don't think Japan has stopped that. There's a massive otaku craze. Akibahara is all about collection. It's Mm -hmm. literally half of the city is about collecting stuff. When you think about, um, and we're talking Tokyo, it's it's going to run differently when you get into the exterior sort of space. Yeah, but they're paying for things that they can hold. Mm. Yeah, Mm. but I I think that the the point is the Japanese are constantly crazy. Mm. And they will go to concerts, you know, as much as they can. You've got the expos, you've got the cosplay expos, you've got the uh, upcoming amateur uh, manga stuff that's done at the exhibition center where you can pitch your manga and it could turn into a shonen series or something like this. There's a lot of encouragement, especially in Tokyo. Again, I can't speak for Osaka, I can't speak for Kyoto, I can't speak for the many, many uh, regions of Japan. Um, But I can say in Tokyo, there is a big push towards um, where we used to be, an innovative 
art form, stuff mm-hmm. like this. People collect because they love the mythology of it. Mm-hmm. They go to concerts because they love supporting it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're lacking, uh, we're talking Hong Kong. The, the big difference in Hong Kong, Singapore, Korea, and stuff like this is it happens on a nucleus scale, like a very small scale. So you'll have these guys that are fascinated in the Japanese culture or the Korean culture, and they'll basically buy everything for their idols and all of this stuff. But it's only a small uh, margin. Mm -hmm. When you bring up the game stores, and it's a really important thing in Hong Kong, what is so radically different, and it's always been this way since games were invented, really, is that you haggle in a shop like you would in a market. So Mm -hmm. it becomes a whole different experience. You don't get the formalities of a store Mm -hmm. like you do here. Mm -hmm. You can actually go there and try and strip off retail pricing, Mm -hmm. leaving the guy saying... I'm not going to get any profit. And if I do, I'm going to get 50p for this one sale. But you can do that still in Hong Kong, that haggling thing. It's mm-hmm. becoming, again, the, the prices are balancing because of the economy crisis. So the Hong Kong, when we were there, you know, way back when, it was like really good to get this stuff because there's no, the tax is less or whatever. But now it's all petering out. The prices are raising to match the West and all of this stuff. Yeah. But I think one thing you got to understand is like, in Hong Kong, you're right. So a Hong Kong sensibility, you want to get the thing you get and have some... It's like a reward scheme. Yeah. I'm buying this and I want to keep this, yeah. right? Whereas in the UK, because of the online markets, because of digital stuff, because of even ordering things mm. and all this stuff, it's becoming less and less. Mm. And, and that's quite a scary thought, really, because I would hate to see everything going digital. Yeah, so I would like, hate that world. Legitimately, yeah. And I, mean, I, I think I've got the same sort of like uh, Hong Kong or maybe Japanese mindset. I mean, if you went into my room, you would just see literally like on decoration and on display tons of um, what's called amiibos, basically Nintendo yeah. figures um, that interact with the game as well. But all of them still in their boxes, pristine condition, or just set up, yeah. displayed, yeah. just because I like But it's, I mean, Shaq, this is an interesting thing because what we're learning through... Um, See, way back in the day, in, in my generation, and I think it was uh, filtered in through the 70s, but in my generation, that was comic books. Mm. And you keep everything pristine in yeah. a folder, and it would always be pristine in the yeah. folder. It could be it could be albums. It could mm. be your vinyl mm. collections. It's true. It's true. Um, but then the action figure sort of thing was really the 80s. Mm. Action figures really came into their own in the 80s because it was going crazy. You had like... Everything on TV, everything in film, everything that was cartoon, it was all made into an action figure. Yeah. Before then, it was G.I. Joe. Mm. <laughs> so it was literally, you would have all of this stuff. And a lot of people with a foresight, um, we all did it. I, I think we all had this foresight, even as kids. If we keep this in pristine condition, one day it's going to be it worth was. a lot. It's Which a- is a really sad thing for a kid to think, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of playing with it. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it, different. Yeah. It's different in Japan, and I think it's different for Shaq. The reason that people collect to that level isn't to sell it on. Mm. It's because they don't want anything to touch it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. that materialistic... It's a different value yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's like the holiest of holies. Yeah, yeah. It's the false <laughs> idols, you know. It's the it's it's what it is. Like, I've got a section of my room that's, like, full all Zelda, and it's like a table full of Zelda things, mm. and my girlfriend, whatever she's there, she knows never to put anything on that yeah. table, and if you accidentally knock it, Fix it, or I will get mad. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 so disclaimer: <laughs> if you ever end up in Chatsworth, 
Don't don't touch the Zelda tribute <laughs> yes. stakes. Well, and, the, the shrine yeah, of Zelda. Mm, mm, Everything else is fine. I think that's a yeah, that's a great point because he's just uh, Shaq's just mentioned the fact that Zelda, which is a, a brand in yeah, itself, a yeah. game, mm-hmm. has that world dominating aspect. It yes, it's yeah. really interesting because what you're seeing in fiction, it's like once upon a time these were you go to uh, you know my parents' generation, forties, fifties era, the celebrities were that. So mm. your celebrities were that kind of super, you know, the Humphrey See, Bogarts. Like, yeah, yeah. Do, for these celebrities. Well, like, well yeah, or, or the like Beatles. Look at the Beatles. Yeah, the yeah, Beatles yeah. was an explosion and it was that kind of thing. The Rolling Stones as well, you know, mm. Ze- Zeppelin came in after yeah. that. Alvis Presley, really, yeah. you know, you just think about these things. Ahead of time, they were the marketable aspects. We didn't have cartoons that worth caring a dime for. We didn't mm. have uh, kids TV. But it's funny because you just you just think, I mean, in a sense, world domination in, in, in aspect is is a success margin. Yeah. So it's almost like when you have something that is that highly celebrated yeah. that Shaq can even turn around in this generation and say, well, there's a shrine built in yeah. its in its honor. Because it barely happens. Like us kids, we don't pay enough attention and have enough of attention to spend to really look at things and be like, I really like that. We always just move on to the next thing yeah. and bounce between things. So the fact that things like Zelda, things like gaming in general and concerts, TV shows and stuff like but that I can think, still hold I think us. you made an incredible uh, important generation gap yeah. statement because mm-hmm. I think a lot of our parents look at this and go, it's so sad. Yeah. And yet when they were young, they were going mental at Paul McCartney, John Lennon and all these guys. <laughs> and it's almost like, well, it's just the medium's changed. It's yeah. evolved. Mm. And I was thinking the, uh, the what the future is going to hold is the hybrid. Because what it is, video games are getting to that point where they're emulating all of entertainment very quickly. Mm. So they're incorporating the film aspect. They're incorporating the theater aspect. They're incorporating, you know, just general entertainment, the kids' cartoons, all this stuff in one platform, making it interactive, which makes you the star. Yeah, It's almost like it's the ultimate, you know, and I can see in the future when VR really kicks off virtual reality, and this is a nod back to a previous episode, obviously, when we discussed that, but I think that virtual reality is going to create the digital retail experience so. very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, why need shops? Again, Amazon. Well, all, in virtual reality. I'll say it this way, yeah, like mm-hmm. Amazon, all I need to do. All Amazon needs to do is to get in cahoots with like a video game designer mm. and make Amazon Online a virtual reality experience where you go through shopping aisles and stuff yeah, like yeah. this with a trolley mm. and just pick it up and drop it in. Mm. It's already happening to an extent. If you ever see the South Korean take on Tesco's ordering, it's pretty much this touchscreen thing that you can do at a train station yeah. whilst you're waiting for your train, yeah. There's, it's, it, you'll see it again if you look at YouTube and just type in, you know, Tesco's delivery in Korea. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely mind blowing. And I think there's a danger of this being literally how we do stuff. I said, and I don't know if I said it on a podcast, but in reflection, after we did the virtual reality experience, and that was the, um, the I think, the episode that we were talking with just Shaq, mm-hmm. I basically said on that thing, like afterwards, it came to me where I can see houses in the future. Instead of a living room setup, they'll have a VR room. Mm. And you'll literally walk into that room and everything will be go total VR and you will do all your life yeah. on it. Yeah. Like if you're entertaining guests, people will just walk into the room, put on the goggles and you're just entertaining them yeah. in front of, with the goggles, like, you know, different places. Well, you're talking to your relatives around the world. I mean, yeah. everything's moving towards that. Um, have you seen Amazon's new one um, that they're thinking of bringing in? 
you know when you get your package delivered? Yeah. Um, like, you've had to Oh, the key. Yes. The key in the door. Yeah. It's, um, it's the buzzer, isn't it? Mm. They can, um, it actually lets them they in. They can open the yeah. door, and yeah. You, and you can, you can watch it, you know, while they... But I think that's an American... Yeah. Yeah, that's an American uh, Walmart exclusive. Walmart are also trying to do straight-to-fridge ordering. So but, they'll come in and put all, but all your people, shopping And this is, this is a really good thing, because I think this will lead us to our rap conversation. What you've just stated is exactly my point. When we live in a world that's seemingly so panicked, so frantic, so worried, so paranoid almost, an idea dropped just like that speaks a whole different narrative. When you think about the fact that we're starting to worry if everything's terrorism or if there's this and this, and you see the social media sentiment where everything's becoming, let's lock our door, bolt the door, live in a vault, you know, just to even suggest that, yeah. tells you there's a different narrative at work mm. so it's an interesting conundrum because I first when I first read that and yeah that came through because it's mm. on the highlights good point by the way it's basically like saying do you trust us with your house yeah and it's it's you know it's, it's <laughs> obviously more restrained because I think their point is in an apartment complex where you have a lobby mm. it just makes it easy if we bring it in but if it is your mm. actual house yeah can you imagine? Like, I mean, it's just like, how does that narrative work? We can't even trust our taxi drivers anymore. <laughs> you know, what the hell, you know? So it's a thought, food for thought. I'm glad, I'm glad, guys. I'm just going to say a thanks before uh, I leave it for winter to wrap it. But I'm glad that we've kind of had an intellectual conversation here. Yeah. Don't feel proud of yourselves. <laughs> it's not crafting, isn't it? Very good. Yeah. Made a lot of interesting points. Do you want to say anything in conclusion? Well, I think um, just looping back to world domination, the key thing is defining what world, right? Mm. Because that can be a positive thing if you want to influence, make change in certain... It's the idea of success. It's a margin of success. It's like the the fashion world or, you know, the uh, sustainability world. You know, Mm. like just creating new things can be world dominating in a positive world. Yeah. Well, if innovation gets to that grade and it's a world dominating innovation... Mm. That's what every inventor wants. If yes. you if you're yeah. creating art, like you know your TV shows or your entertainment or anything like this, that's what you want. You want it to reach the biggest impact, not necessarily for profit, but just because you've got your message out there. That's the ultimate ambition for any artist. Yeah. I mean, just on the flip side as well, there's also charities like world dominating charities yeah. that are actively trying to do good in the world and dominate it that way by yeah. helping people. You know, so there's always something like that. As yeah. Well. <laughs> And we could discuss this all day and forever. <laughs> but I think, like, um, just in short, I've got the right idea. I've got Mars already. I've claimed it. You've all heard it. So I've already dominated. I picked my planet and I, I own it now. So, well, you know, it's got the same weight as any of us, really. Going to come visit every now and again. Uh, well, yeah, it's quite a heavy atmosphere. I know. You can help me line it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just hope he doesn't try to dominate any other part. The problem about Mars, and I will, I'll be honest. Yeah. You, you, you're on there too long and you see red. No, oh, you see, yeah, you don't want that, do you? No, you don't, no. 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 I maybe, mean, that's maybe, all you see, red. Yeah. So, maybe Earth will be alright for now. Eh? Yeah, but I wouldn't want to control her. No. Who would? No. Nah. Too much bureaucracy. <laughs> Too much well, paperwork as well. Yeah, that's, uh, it's all about the paperwork. <laughs> but to be honest, I think... I think humanity should understand that it's a globe and become a global consciousness mm-hmm. and just to leave it at that because I feel like, you know, it's just pathetic to be trivially warring. No no one of us alive really at the end of the day care about any of that. I mean, we have a very simple world, don't we? And yeah. we just want to get on with our stuff, 
get there and, and come home and have a good laugh throughout it. Life is too short. Exactly. And I think that it's it's fun to just say, like, if the mass of this world was to rally mm. and have the truest protest ever, it would be more like, make stuff simple, man. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Just be, just be chilled out, dude. Yeah, just chill you know. Enjoy so, life. on that note, which is a C sharp <laughs> or a B flat, it's over to win for the rapper. Don't forget to watch Project FIA on Amazon.co.uk and Amazon.com. Our YouTube channel is FIA Gets Tubed. Feel free to comment and also reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. Project FIA.